Attention people who still care. On today's show, Half-Baked, MasterCard and Visa announced last week that they would no longer accept payment transactions for legal cannabis purchases. Rumor has it that a Visa executive was quoted as saying, It's all good, man. I buy my pot gummies with cash. Two of the world's largest payment processors, MasterCard and Visa, have announced that they will no longer allow marijuana purchases from legal cannabis retailers in the United States. The decisions, which were made by both companies last week, have many in the industry fearing that this will be a major setback for the legal cannabis industry. MasterCard and Visa cited the fact that marijuana is still illegal under federal law as the reasons for their decisions. Although marijuana is legal in 38 states and two territories for medical and recreational use, it remains a Schedule One drug under the Controlled Substance Act. This means that the federal government considers it to have a high potential for abuse and no accepted medical use. The decisions by MasterCard and Visa could make it more difficult for consumers to purchase marijuana legally. Many cannabis retailers use debit and credit card payments, and the loss of these payments options could force some businesses to make painful adjustments. The decisions could also have a ripple effect on the broader economy. The legal cannabis industry is estimated to be worth billions of dollars and it employs hundreds of thousands of people. The loss of MasterCard and Visa as payment processors could make it more difficult for these businesses to get the financing they need to grow and thrive. Now, ultimately, I don't think that this move will hurt the cannabis industry more than it will hurt the credit card industry. The credit card industry has been preying on small businesses for years charging between 1.5% and 3.5% processing or swiping fees on all credit card transactions. This is causing many small businesses to pass this fee on to their customers. The National Retail Federation reports that its retailer members are tired of paying for their customers' vacations and cashback rewards being that the credit card industry uses these processing fees to pay for their reward programs. Now, don't get me wrong. I love using my credit cards and all the rewards that go along with it. But I'm coming across more and more businesses that offer a discount if you don't use your credit card and pay with a cash or check instead. In fact, I just paid a plumber yesterday with a check for this exact reason. Now, I believe this trend will continue, especially with blockchain technology advancing. Credit card companies are essentially middlemen, facilitating transactions between businesses and consumers. And Americans are always looking to cut out the middleman. On top of that, the Americans are... On top of that, Americans, not the Americans, Americans are losing faith in our financial service industry for good reason, too. The financial service industry, which includes banks and credit card companies, 
is the most penalized industry in the United States by a long shot. According to the Violation Tracker Project, which tracks all corporate uh, fines and settlements in the United States, have found that the financial service industry in the last 20 years have been penalized $377 billion. Now, to put that in perspective, that is more than the pharmaceutical industry, more than the oil and gas industry, and more than the chemical industry combined. In fact, if you take the second most penalized industry and you add it up all the way down to the 10th more, most penalized industry, it still doesn't add up to the $377 billion that the financial service industry has been fined since the Violation Tracker Project has been keeping track of all this. So uh, we have uh, this this financial service industry, the credit card companies, and they're turning down uh, legal businesses. And the cannabis industry has another option to secure financing to start and expand its operations, bypassing both banks and credit card companies. The cannabis industry instead has turned to the private market for financing. Now, this is a recent development uh, because the general public had been denied access to the uh, to invest in the private market uh, until the passage of Regulation A plus in 2015 and Regulation Crowdfunding in 2016. Because of this, the cannabis industry has turned to equity crowdfunding and private lending campaigns to finance and grow their operations. Just look at the MainVest platform and you'll see what I'm talking about. There are tons of cannabis companies on this uh, crowdfunding platform, equity crowdfunding platform that are um, getting financing through this private market. What's ironic is that many equity crowdfunding platforms accept credit cards to invest with allowing the general public to finance a cannabis retailer with a credit card. Now, I personally do not advise clients to invest in the cannabis industry, but I do not not advise against investing in this industry. Equity crowdfunding is a very risky is is very risky and most startup companies fail. But with investment minimums on many equity crowdfunding platforms as little as $100, an average person can be just as diversified as a venture capital firm that caters to the wealthy, bringing in hefty returns. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor, and I see you are one too. If you'd like to discover the three secret steps to fix our broken financial system democratically without confrontation or divisive political action, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.